Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs>
Should we start? Let's Project start. updates. Project car updates. Let's go around the table. I've been neglecting my E30, so I went to you start it. Neglecting my no. E30. What did you think he was doing to his E30? He's been collecting E30s. I put in a collect in my E30. I, I thought you said E30. you put in a new clutch in your E30. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that too, but I was like, he didn't do I've that. I've been clutching my E30. Um, so I went to start it and run it just to get it up to operating temp, even though I wasn't going to drive it. I had a bunch of stuff behind it for our yard sale we did. And uh, about five minutes later, I noticed a little fuel smell and then uh, saw a puddle underneath the fuel filter. So... Turned it off when I was shit. And Wait, then... That's um, what that means. Yep. Um, with this. Why do you leak so much fuel? What am I supposed to do? You always leak fuel. You're fueling yeah, you, what am all I your cars. <laughs> leave oh, fuel? Right. They're always leaking Van, fuel. Vanagon? Yeah, oh, I thought you said leave. Leaking. Leak. Yeah, I know. I don't know. What am I, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. It's weird. Hoses are cracking. <laughs> Dude, why are your hose cracking? Are you a cracked hose? <laughs> I can only imagine what <laughs> yours look like. Take control of your hose, man. Lane's probably just leaking like a sand. Nice, you just got to park on grass, man. I Warren's, exactly. Warren's got old crusty hose all over the place. Yeah. Uh, anyways, fuel filter hose it was the easiest one to get to. And when I took the old hose off, I had a section of fuel hose it was the exact length I needed. Perfect. I'm never throwing anything away wow. the rest of my life because I'll always that'll always happen. So that that's gonna stick with you. I know. It's dope. Yeah, I love that. We were just talking about that recently, remember? Yeah. Like just having random stuff in your garage to fit. Like you're looking for. I a didn't have to go anywhere or uh, whatever fitting, I and took you just the, happen yeah. to have it. I took the cover off. I, the hose clamps were easy. Just shoots up. Like you bought that length of hose. You only use part of it. And you fixed the van again. Saved it. Perfect. Yeah. Now, freebie. It makes the whole thing more <laughs> valuable. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Ali, he said uh, on a recent podcast that his retirement is going to be just running a hardware store. You will be running the host right. shop. No, I'm going to be running the uh, little bar inside your hardware store. Awesome. Coffee? Oh, what a no. good idea. No. Well, yeah. Coffee, beer, coffee, maybe a little wine. Perfect. And uh, it'll be an excuse for people, you know, men and women. I need to go it. take a little quick trip to the hardware store. Yep. That's right. And you grab a pint. Quote, unquote, hardware store. Uh, it's 19... like the library thing, right? It'll be right next to the cigar lounge in the hardware store. Yeah, what was it in Slow? Was the study hall or something? Yeah, and then there's oh, that, uh, No, that was that's Santa Barbara. Well, there's the, the library hall. in uh, Arcata. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, we went there. I'm trying so hard yeah. to think of a name for this bar coffee or bar hardware store. It's like, mm -hmm. it's got to be something witty. It has to do it's with like, like hard liquor and like, hardware. It's, like, it's called yeah. the hardware hangout. It's called bardware. I think you just yeah. hard It's just a hardware store and then there happens yeah. to be a little bar. Like Hard, no, hardware no. store is the How best. How about drunk people with tools? Yes. It's called the hardware store. Yeah. Uh, 1988 560 SEL. I took it in to get the steering box resealed. Mm. Um, and I got it back, drove it home, and it had the exact same puddle underneath the car. So took it back in, and they said, well, I guess the box is just bad. What? So I had to put a box in it, and I get it back tomorrow. That's pretty cool. So it's how much is that? Boxes? Uh, $1,500. Oh. No way. Wait, for what? Both, both jobs. Yeah. Yep, it's pretty cool. A little flipping project we call those. <laughs> a little flipper. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Wow. So I think you're still in good shape, like for yeah, we'll acquisition see. costs. We'll see. Nothing else comes up, but yeah. The AT man, let's do it. It's always a fun one. Let Pace. it go before you get another box that goes. I out. know exactly. <laughs> so yeah, tires and then uh, detail and then it's it's gone. So those are my updates. Cool. 
I'm done talking for how's this whole episode. How's the Mighty Max? Great. Yeah, yeah. did a uh, Goodwill run last weekend after our yard sale. Packed it up, full of shit, lamps and boxes and clothes and everything. Did you order a wink mirror yet? No, I need to do that. <laughs> I still have the uh, old glass duct taped to yeah. the frame. Sweet. So it's looking pretty good. Either side on that? Leave the middle clear, right? Yeah, middle's clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either side. <laughs> no, right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I Mighty picture Max like great. a big X, like you wrap it around. There was a Mighty Max on Bring a Trailer, and uh, Paul uh, Kramer sent me the ad. It was a little what? more fancy. Mighty Max mine. on Bring a Trailer? Yeah. Four wheel drive. Was it really nice? Pretty nice. Yeah. What How is, much is that going for? What is the extra cab one called? The, the, remember Mighty the, Cab. Mighty Cab. <laughs> Dude, that should be your retirement project. Uh, cab company, all Mighty Maxes, oh, wow. the Mighty Cab Co. Wow. Wow. That would be <laughs> an expensive ass cab company. Yeah. Yeah, crappy cab. Yeah, yes, but like one you do like in Nevada where yeah. you just like throw one in the back. It doesn't matter. You don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. No seat belts, no seats necessary. So, but you're saying the one I'm bringing trailer. It's a four wheel drive. Yeah, I, those are rad, right? Pretty cool. Like, it's I mean, a mini, it's like Montero like, or whatever. right? It's a mini truck that had four wheel drive and yeah, yeah, four cylinder. Pretty cool. If I it's remember older. right. They had like a pretty good like steel wheel, aggressive, skinny tire package. This one's been fucked with. Like, oh. it's got some tchotchkes and ZHP whatnot. Shift knob. Yeah, ZHP shift knob. Uh, it's an older. It's an eighty too which we don't really talk about those much you know it's more of a 95 we're talking about 95 models last of the the best (laughs) i want to go ollie you should borrow the mighty max i would love to i I love driving we could swap the s-class for the mighty max perfect seems like a pretty fair Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. fair swap i think one of of ollie's tires is more valuable (laughs) how dare you (laughs) a used tire yeah, I just saw his fancy. He's got PS Forces on that thing. That's right. Oh. On a self-driving Mercedes S-Class. That's right. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have nice to one. say. It's a big, big improvement over the uh, Pirelli's. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But that's such a nice car. Well, I didn't do much at anything, that means. How's Are that you going to buy a car or what? Nope. How's that front bumper, Lane? Front bumper is still gray. I did drive my car. Uh, my car will... When I start it up and put the air conditioning on, it'll the belt will squeal. So I needed like an I need a new I need an alternator belt. WD forty. Oh, just throw, throw a bunch of oil on it. I just need I just need to swap that belt, which is super easy. Brake fluid. I definitely should do that before the rally. Um, when was the last then, time you washed it? Uh, that's a good question, Brian. To know. It's a long time well, ago. Well, I know Kevin washed it. It was the last you. time Kevin washed it. Oh, without you knowing. And I saw Ali that day, so I don't know when was that. That was a, three months ago? A couple months ago. Yeah. So that was the last time it was washed. But Do yeah. you have any rally improvement plans? I don't. Um, no, just oil change and all that kind of stuff. Should be fine. But I want to do that, Bill. And then just kind of go, th- kind of do a once over. Everything. You should paint that front bumper. Yeah, dude. The rally, and then just and then let it sit for a couple of weeks and then wrap it. Do yeah. a like a clear vinyl wrap. Yeah. Uh, I saw a red ninety four nine forty four with a nice front red bumper. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that looks oh, nice. That's good. Yeah. Nice I haven't I haven't bumper. seen a red bumper on a f- the front of a nine forty four in a while. <laughs> and I, I see a friend with one. Yeah. Two months. He has two months to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not it's looking been, good. It's been. Two years. Two years. So wow, yeah. two years. That's crazy. Yep. Not maybe good. maybe you have a thing that you think if you paint it, you're gonna crash it again. No, hey, don't say that. It's nothing. It's <laughs> nothing. It's definitely nothing, nothing like that. It's a matter of other stuff. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Lane is now tucking himself into his sweater as we're talking <laughs> to him, so we got to move on. You could do it yourself. <laughs> and it would be a fucking five-footer. It would be totally fine yeah. for rallying. It I, also, I would need paint to do that. I thought you I, I got a hookup. Garage. I have a hookup for paint. I need, yeah. Okay. Okay. Lane so, does not want to hear that. Guards red spray paint. <laughs> Bumper black wouldn't look bad. Plasti dip. Huh? Definitely not blasted up, dude. I'm never bumper, bu- bumper black. The whole thing would look terrible. Just the front bumper. It's, it's better huge, than though. It's gray. Oh like, well, yeah, but that wouldn't look. I don't think that's worth the effort. All right, so fine. Cards red. Cards red. Or plastic that uh, with a metalizer. You know that iridescent oh, one. Oh, what's really that nice. thing where they dip in the carbon? You know. Oh yeah, the carbon <laughs> pattern. Oh, <laughs> water dip. Oh, dude, Hi- yeah, hydro, hydro hydrophobic printing or hydro. They just did graphic it. printing or something. No, like I'm that. gonna do like zebra stripes or uh, what are they? Arnold's, cheetah print. Arnold's yeah, metal finishing in San Jose does that. They'll, do you remember it was uh, it was Wheeler Dealers when they did the RX-7? It was yeah, empty. it was so bad. They put. Uh, I want to say like rattlesnake. No, it's skin. rattlesnake skin. Yeah. Rattlesnake skin wheels like that. Yeah. that you're describing. Oh like they yeah. Dipped them in this thing. And they, Hell <laughs> so yeah. So fucking horrible. Hey, that was, that like was one the of the worst. first episodes I watched and I was like, this show is fucking terrible. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> believe it. They're like, we're reaching a, the young kids and they like this stuff. And yeah. how cool is this? It was the worst. Oh man. They yeah, did a yeah, bunch well. of other bad stuff on that one too. Yeah. I had, and the wheels were massive. And yeah. They, yeah. They were trying to, yeah, they thought they were being hip. Yeah, that's so funny when people try to do that. Mm-hmm. It was like a dad. It was like the dad. dad you know, this yeah. is this is cool, right? Hey, check it out. <laughs> Ali, any project updates? Uh, I have way too many. We shouldn't go through almost any of them here. But well, what cars do you have? Rattle them off. I have my seventy-one two thousand two. And what state of repair is it in? Uh, it's in amazing shape. I think. Uh, if I were to run that on the rally, I would just do a nut and bolt on all the chassis stuff, make sure it's good, change the oil. There's a list of stuff that I want to get to, like the DTM carbon airbox and a bunch of that other stuff on the, uh, the e- S14 motor. S14 E30 M3 motor that's in there. Um, and then on my 911 right now is completely what apart. Year, what year? 1974 911. Completely apart? So I'm building a new 2.7 S engine for oh, it. Oh, sweet. The 2.8 twin plug RSR motor that I was going to build just started to get really crazy expensive. Mm. So I just put a pause on that and just doing a quick light rebuild on the stock motor, but to S spec. Yeah. And then I'm doing all the kind of stage one elephant racing like street suspension on it um sorry a little burning or something uh so uh my friends over in sacramento um are helping me out with the engine rebuild at uh, shots and crumb bmw oh, and cool. porsche guys yeah um so Stu is an old friend of mine he's doing that for me and then on the um on the escort uh motors in gearboxes in pretty much everything is mounted and now it's just plumbing and wiring so uh, that's that's going to be the uh, Coastal Range Rally or the Sierra Rally car is the the Escort. Sweet. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's uh, it, and that's S-class, all. S class hybrid. S class is just being the S class. It's hybrid, it's, right? It's yeah. It's a yeah. plug-in hybrid. Um, I mean, it only gets like twelve miles on pure EV, but do you plug it in? I do plug it in. It gets me like 41 or something miles to the gallon when I use the Whoa. like oh, wow. E plus mode or whatever. Dang. Um, it, it's, it's like the best place to be when you're stuck in sitting, stuck in traffic. And um, do you have uh, 
uh, what do they call it? Distance control or yeah, it has all that. Control. It has. It what has. The, what's their name for it? I forget. Uh, there's um dynamic cruise control. No, it's called uh something. Yeah, it's I, I forgot what it's. But you called, have that, so you you only have to steer, right? And no, it, it'll steer. It'll it steer has too. lane keep assist. Yeah, it has lane it? keep and all of that stuff. So it steers, but it, after like um a couple minutes, it asks you to just touch the steering wheel. Um, I don't use. How the do you do? Do you do one finger? No, you, I just hold rub, the steering wheel. It? It's, oh, okay. I mean, I don't use the lane keeping that often <laughs> because usually when I'm stuck in traffic, they're like motorcycles splitting lanes. And then the car actually does a pretty good job of that. But I use the, um, I think it's called Distronic. Distronic. The, the Distronic Active Cruise Control that, that, all the exactly time. And, yeah. and that's great. Yeah. It's, and it's you can really, go really from good. Here, like tonight, you could probably go from here home without using the pedals. That's right. The only time you need to use the pedals if you come to a complete stop. And that's with any of the active cruise controls. When you come to a complete, I think Tesla may be different, but when you come to a complete stop, then you just have to touch the accelerator to, to let the car know that it's okay to accelerate mm. again. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. It's, it's quite convenient. So I, someone posted recently a picture of, uh, an orange shoved into the steering wheel to basically simulate like, and, and it, <laughs> oh, it's a way touch? to, it's a way to trick the steering wheel and <laughs> like, awesome. or the <laughs> so, how does it have so many sensors? So, um, I was for a while under the impression. So initially magnets work. <laughs> I don't know that either. <laughs> or a sewing machine. Uh, I thought it would be like a, like maybe uh, some kind of torque, like on the steering column. Yeah. Or something. So originally, but, um, yeah, I think it is. I thought it was more, they, they're basically measuring the, the that. current draw, <laughs> the expected current draw versus actual on the steering motor. So basically if it sees some kind of a current spike, then it's, then it means that you have some outside input from the steering wheel. Um, but I think some of the newer steering wheels actually have pressure sensors in the, mm -hmm. in the pad, in the grip. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like that hard of a thing to yeah. do. So I was driving a Honda Odyssey recently and I was just in a steady state turn, you know, holding yeah. one hand on the wheel and it starts flashing at me on the dash to put my hands back on the steering wheel. Really? Because it has all that kind of stuff. But it well, was probably so, set in a very aggressive So mode. it happens. So something like that happens in my car in my neighborhood. There's this curve that I go around the, uh, like 30 miles an hour. I'm going around a curve and then there are cars parked on the street at that curve and it thinks that I'm like running right into those cars. So it'll yeah. flash at me and tell me that like, you know, collision avoidance but is you about can turn to happen. All that off. Yeah, you can yeah, turn but it But this off. did it like three to four times. You, in you can a, turn it down. You can't turn it off. In really? a 20-minute yeah. drive, it did it three to four times for me that said I, my hands weren't on the steering wheel to put my hands That's back crazy. on the steering wheel. Uh, yeah. And then I do remember cars driving like, I remember driving, I've talked about it, like a Buick in Hawaii, and it kept showing this graphic of me crashing into the car in front oh of me. God. That was the gnarliest <laughs> graphic. And it, it was, was like, like every time like I go to a car. Blood be, pixels, you know. Yeah. Showing the, and it looked like it was from like 1985, the graphic. Yeah. It's like showing me like it's like kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, you can turn off lane keeping and active cruise control, all of that stuff. You can turn it off, but the crash the avoidance, collision avoidance system um, is is always going to be on. And that was one of the problems with a lot of the modern BMWs that go to like track days, <laughs> is that um, they were finding some of the cars. If you didn't, you can turn it off on a BMW, uh, like an M3, 
but some of the cars that didn't turn it off, they would find that like a car, you, you know, you come up on a Miata or something into a turn and the car slams on its brakes before you're ready to slam on your brakes. Dang. I'm over the, yeah. That's yeah. That sucks. So for a little while, the, you know, track masters and all of these guys would, would ban any cars with the collision avoidance system. I kind of remember hearing about that. So does yeah. that come in? Does insurance look at that stuff and they go, Oh, well this car has this, you know, collision th- avoidance and therefore, yes, you know, I'm sure they do, right? Yeah. Cheaper. Yeah. 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 For sure. And but usually cars with collision avoidance are more expensive. So it kind of like negates you know, that. It, yeah. And and the thing is that if you do have a fender bender with a collision avoidance, the repair costs are way higher because you have to recalibrate all those sensors once everything oh, dang, gets bolted yeah. back together. Yep. Yeah. So I guess uh, I talked to my friend Evan who works for a Subaru dealership and he said Subaru is like basically getting really tight with modifying of all their cars now because every there's the popularity of lifting all the Subarus and stuff. And when you do that, the eyesight and all that kind of stuff, which, which is their version of the, basically all that kind of stuff, lane key adaptive and, and adaptive cruise and all that, it messes up the calibration because the cars are being lifted so high yep. and it messes up all that stuff. And then it's going it to, it's basically affects- causing it to go wonky and not work correctly. And then it's going to cause accidents and stuff. So they're, they're, so the other thing it. that it does is it affects the, the nature of the vehicle to pitch, uh, to pitch and brake. So when you're braking, the vehicle will dive. And when your vehicle dives, your weight transfer changes. And then the calibration on the braking system basically you know is is at that point not as designed it's not as designed and so your braking performance can go down if the vehicle kind of pitches down under braking i guess subaru is selling a they're going to start selling a package yes and with a calibrated eyesight system it's like a whole package so you can lift your car and it's still under warranty and all that stuff which is cool that they're actually like going to that but you know there'll still be people modifying yeah and the thing is that in in the near future i mean based on the the type of work i do in the near future a lot of these systems are going to be able to uh do like a closed loop calibration so then they can do kind of like a an an ai or a learning style calibration rather than just an absolute calibration at at, i mean that's smart right it seems like they would already be able to do that it's just that the you know it's it's a very difficult thing to do and so to be able to do that on a regular basis in a closed loop takes a lot of really special kind of software and algorithms. And you're talking to, about to make it. safety. So it's yeah, exactly. And then they're perfect. You know, usually they have that stuff testing for three or four years on, on kind of closed systems to, to make sure that it's validated to put it on a regular car. Yeah. I just wish you could just turn it off. Like you're saying your S class, it's always there. Yeah. I mean, with the, the collision avoidance, I don't, I don't care so much about because like I'm Why not want to get in collisions or because it's I've I've been avoiding collisions on my own for quite some time and to have <laughs> another uh, thing chirping at you or I, yeah, just, I guess I have to get used to it but I don't things I don't that want like it. to save your life are, are pretty annoying well it sounds I mean, like it's not very intrusive right like, no it's not it's, so so the collision avoidance I was in system. a newer Volvo and it was like unbelievably uh, like intrusive it was very shocking um, but you can turn it off I found out. Yeah. I mean, most of these systems you can turn off, but when you get to like that moment where you're actually going to get in a crash, the Volvo system, Mercedes system, all of those, they come back. They, they, they're always watching. They're always monitoring. All you're doing by turning those things off is just moving the limits way, way off. Mm -hmm. So, but it's, it's always still there. It's like the Mercedes stability control. You can kind of turn it back, but you can't really turn it off unless you put it in service mode. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh wow! In service mode, so you're basically in limp mode at that point. What yeah, is, there's what's like some. What's art gonna do then? 
I can't drive those cars, and then she'll stay yeah. out. Yeah, I don't know. So, Brian, any project updates? Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, finalizing all the orders. I'm, just, you know, still. Well, you got your sway bars. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you didn't put anything in yet? Nothing. No, I haven't actually worked on the car yet. So I was just kind of assembling it all. Um, but I'm pretty much there. I'm I'm planning on the day that I'm gonna, you know, throw it up on jack stands and then, uh, you know, take a day to actually start doing uh, wrenching. Um, you know, looking forward to, so we got the rally in two months and, uh, but, uh, uh, quickly coming up is my track day at the end of August. So that's, that's the deadline, hopefully a little before then, so I can actually shake it down. Cool. Nice. This podcast is sponsored by Haggerty. Haggerty runs a driver's club that includes a few really awesome things. So Haggerty Magazine, I think a lot of you out there have seen it and have been super impressed like I was. They have somehow collected all the top automotive journalists and come up with amazing content. Art, who, who is it like? Aaron Robertson, he's a big deal, right? Yeah. Larry Webster. Larry Webster. Webster. You have Mike Musto's in there. And Jay Leno. You have also, yeah, regulars like Wayne Carini are in there. Yeah, it's talking about automotive passion, collectability, all the data that uh, surrounds like what Haggerty does, which is super valuable. It's hard to hard to get elsewhere. Um, so you know that's that's just part of the drivers club. You sign up one once uh, one payment per year. Uh, you get the magazine, six of those. You can sign up for the email newsletter, uh, and then you know, uh, like you might expect, they do uh, these group deals. So you end up getting discounts on a lot of different stuff that would be relevant to someone owning a classic car. And fifty dollar discount for a drive share, right? Right. Right. Yeah, which is awesome. And then the cover of the Haggerty magazine we're looking around now, right now, is so rad. It's our uh, our buddy Logan, who actually works for Haggerty, jumping his VW thing out in the desert. And it's a, a test they did with the VW thing, Subaru Brat, and AMC Eagle, right? Yeah, so rad. So cool. So like right in are, our wheelhouse. These are right legit there. enthusiasts yeah. writing for this magazine. And I think working for this company, like I feel like I've seen their ads and they're advertising that, you know, all the people in the company really, really mm -hmm. love this stuff. Yeah, like uh, Logan, who's driving that thing, that's his car. And then besides that, he has like, he had a VW bus. I mean, he had a classic Mini Cooper. Yeah. He has all kinds of cool stuff. And oh, he just bought a uh, 87 Forerunner. Like a white with a with a white hard top, like or go. the mm -hmm. removable and top, so cool. By the way, all of those cars insurable on Haggerty, including that Volkswagen thing. Yeah. So you don't have to have a million dollar car. And that eighty seven Toyota four runner. Definitely. There you go. So check it out. Haggerty dot com. Art updates. I know you have some. What are you trying to do? He's pooping. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, you man. look like you're doing the pee pee dance. I was doing the pee pee dance. Uh, yeah, man, I picked up a new car. I I was debating. You know, I'm, I'm usually a cryptic weirdo, and I was gonna basically just kind of tease people. But then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just post some pictures of the car. No, I mean, you, no you actually did. You did tease. I did, but it was you, it was the most teasy tease, <laughs> teasy for teaserson. You posted teaserson? a picture of a magazine with a with, with, a, with a wheel, wheel barely a phone it. dial in the background. And I didn't the, even notice and that. The, and the title barely yes. peeking out from behind. It was the most. Oh, cryptic. I usually am kind of cryptic, but this time I just <laughs> blurted it out. I just let everyone know what I did. Yeah. 
It you was, didn't do uh, that at all. It was progressive, though. See, I, I did the, the initial team. No, you know where I no, saw the first picture of it? Up. First hushy picture pushy. of it was Hushy Pushy. Was that your comment? Worm, you wrote WikiLeaks over here. No. Who wrote that? <laughs> Who that? Was that you, Brian? No. no it was, Wait, I that was you. It was, was, it was Rick. It was Rick. Oh, it was, oh, oh, I was yeah, on yeah. that. That's right. That's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're starting as pretending like you have not been cryptic and you were absolutely cryptic. I was cryptic, but I was I was considering holding off because I was like, I feel bad. Like they're going to get they're going to go through a whole series of podcasts and not know hear anything about the car. But like, you know, what I mean, although I, I was surprised because after oh, the last Sunday's podcast, you did tell us what car you were going to go look at and everything. Like I was a little surprised. So you too, you yeah. you told us you were going to look at this exact right. car and everything yeah. about it. You weren't at, you weren't usually. You're like I'm going to go look at a car tomorrow. It's um, a certain uh, German. It's a certain. Uh, it's black German yeah. car. Um, it's just I'm, two two I'm door. Pretty happy about it. Yeah. That's so right. what's up? What'd you get? Yeah, dude. So I got a. It's a um, 1987 924s. And for those who don't know, it's a. Uh, it's basically the cheapest Porsche that Porsche sold in 87 and 88. And it was a way for them to basically sell a lower price point 944. So it's exactly like a 944, but it has a narrow body. So it has the 924 body, which they discontinued, what, like an 83 or something? Or 82. 82. And, um, and, but I happen to really like that body style. So it's kind of a cool, like, it's kind of like what you would call a hot rod, really, right? It's the big motor and the lighter car, the smaller car. And it has the earlier dashboard, which I really like. It's the early 944 dashboard. And an 87. 87. So, so, it, so it, it's, yeah. It's and they had, so around. they had stopped the early dashboard in 944s. Yeah. In 85 and a half was yep. the first of the late dash. So it's such a weird car. It's just like, hey, what do we have lying around the factory that we can sell for like for $8,000 cheaper than what we already yeah. have on the market? It's such a weird thing. Yeah, it's and it's, it has white dials instead of uh, yellow. The yellow, yeah, or, and yeah. Uh, it's kind of uh, so yours because um, these cars. I mean, anyone can look this up, but the early nine forty fours in this car as well, they have the the tack that swings like at the it's it's reverse and it's on the it's, or it's, it's, it's the bottom, still the right? same. It just starts on the bottom basically. Yeah, yeah. Or it starts on the on the right. It starts on the right and it yeah. and red lines uh, basically. It at, starts like, at not, three at o'clock. And red lines at nine or ten, yeah. right? Or let's call it ten and Which is, thirty. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing I was gonna ask you though is um I think this is a cost savings measure, but I'm not sure. I can't remember in your car. Does it go beyond the red line, the numbers, or do the numbers end at red line? You know what I'm talking about? Like, because normally oh. any car, it goes to like eight grand, but it redlines at six and a half, for example, right? And yeah. but it'll have the numbers. And, and what does yours have? Car, the number and it's it's six, and then you have six and a half redline and no numbers. But why is that a cost saving measure? Because there's less to paint and like no, less. No, no, no. I, I was thinking like <laughs> that's not a cost saving. Isn't measure. that like a little? I think bit it's more? a. I think it's a simplicity. I think it's in a, a design choice yeah i don't it's not it's a, a cost weird measure. design cho design choice i i don't know i've never seen that before mm -hmm. like so i was thinking is this huh. like them trying to skimp a little bit more because it's, it's the cheapest porsche i don't know might be more expensive to do it that way like to make it different this is definitely not if the other well cost saving because they already had the tooling right so it right. had to be like i guess well, Lane's car is probably like that it's like you're cutting down on ink costs <laughs> yeah but it's not, like no ink no it's like, that's it's, not a cost saving thing that's just yeah. a design choice i'm trying to look for a picture of mine so i can ch check but get back to me yeah i mean i think it's likely though because i mean it is to make a different one is cost is is, is a cost right yeah <clears throat> so in this case they just change the color instead of them being yellow they're white yeah the, the numbers um but yeah it's it's a super nice car it's a uh, ninety thousand original documented miles and i say that because 
Uh, these cars only have a five-digit odometer, so it's very common that they're true mileage unknown because you know they could have gone over multiple times. But I have documentation on the Carfax and through documents that prove that it is a true 90,000-mile car. Um, it has a fresh timing belt, fresh water pump, fresh cooling system. Water pumps are so good. Water pump. Yeah. It's kind of like only Perump Nevada makes them. <laughs> That's true. They're pretty pretty unique. I mean, they're pretty. Yeah, brand. They're kind of um, high strung, kind of methy. Those water pumps. You're you not into those. About that guy uh, in the desert after that huge earthquake that just happened out there. He was working on his janky ass car with like bad jack stands and he was oh. crushing. Oh him. yeah. Dang, that's what I was just talking about. And no way. Yeah, uh, I think. Fuck, I can't remember who sent it to us uh, on like DM'd us. Was that, it in Pahrump? It was outside of there. But uh, imagine that. That's exactly what I'm talking car. about. That is my fear. That I is know. like my weird. But this, fear. the picture that looked so janky. It was like a mail carrier jeep up on fucking wood blocks or like, something. Yeah, like full yeah. on. Yeah. So we just confirmed that the 944 is the same. It does not go beyond the the red line red number. Line. Yeah. So um, not an ink saving measure. Not an ink saving we're, measure. <laughs> the, <laughs> they uh, people want to know. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, so it's a black on black on linen interior with it's Porsche script light. seats. Porsche script seats. Fabric inserts. Not black and non-sport. Uh, non-sport seats. No. Uh, limited dash slip. Is cracked as fuck. So of course it's covered with a dash. Uh, limited, limited slip on those. No limited slip, unfortunately. But it does. Have I was going to be surprised if, it, if the cost yeah, saving dude, model. Well, would come with that. you can add all that stuff. So like oh, it's, right, right. it's crazy because. Um, so the base model 944 was 25 grand in 1987 when this car came out. And my car was nineteen thousand nine hundred with five thousand dollars of options. Uh, so it basically puts you at the freaking right. nine forty four base price. But you got um, the nicest nine twenty four instead of the base nine forty four. Yeah, with no LSD, unfortunately. Yeah. But it does have sport adjustable conies, like for, oh. as an option that they added. Uh, it has uh, sway bars, which were optional, and uh, a freaking five hundred and ninety dollar <laughs> Blaupunkt radio Reno, 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 which is a really cool deck, yeah, and I yeah. have it. Um, and I did the the inflation calculation on that, and that's a fourteen hundred dollar fucking stereo. Yeah. Like, and and that's that, you had to add that. So crazy. That's so crazy. Like, that's they had to have that. Like, I mean, I would have thrown an LST in there over that, right? And give me the yeah. give me a radio. I don't care. Um, so yeah, it, it's um interestingly like equipped car um, owned by a woman in the Air Force who bought it brand new in Massachusetts. I I did a little more digging. At this place called Glass Motor Co. or some shit like that, and it was like the local huh. dealership there. Um, and then uh, she moved to Florida with it, and then um, basically uh, shipped it out here and was at stationed at Travis Air Force Base up until she retired. Hmm. And she had it here uh, in the you know, Fairfield Vacaville area, and uh, obviously totally dry its entire life, basically you know, except the exception of early on. I was say, um, and. Um, you know, it's super hot, borderline desert out there. So the even though it was garaged its whole life, the dash did fucking suffer. Those uh, dashes cracked after three to four years, dude. Yeah, regardless, it's, it's, yeah. it's so hard. I mean, talk about E30 dashes being hard to find crack free. No, like, this is they're so like impossible. Brittle. Never seen yeah. one. Yeah, I've seen one. There was one on BAT a 924s oh, yeah. as well, but it was like a super low mileage, like Mint, yeah. garage queen. You know, climate controlled, all that. Um, so yeah, uh, the story there is that, you know, she, she basically retired and little by little just kind of never like just started to neglect the car and didn't drive it. And it just sat in her garage and, um, uh, one of her coworkers there, at, uh, at the air force base, um, basically took note of the car and said, you know, when you want to get rid of it, let me know. And she was about to donate it for a thousand dollar tax write off. And he's like, no, I'll take it. And I, 
this happened at the, like um, you know 10 months ago and i believe that she gave it to him based on kind of what the gist of it and so he wanted to restore the car and like you know he was going to do fresh suspension he was going to respray it which it doesn't need i think i like the way it looks it has like little speckled patina around it it's single stage so it's oxidized and you know auto works uh, kevin auto works detailing is actually actively detailing it right now uh but um like he was going to paint it he was going to go through the motions and do all this stuff and um his wife basically put a wash on it, but he managed to get all the main services sorted before he actually drove it. So he drove 500 miles with a brand new timing belt and all the cooling system stuff that mm-hmm. I talked about, but the engine doesn't leak any oil. It's fucking totally dry under there. Oh, it's so um, good. Like everything is pretty tight, except that the shocks are really tired. It does mm-hmm. have the adjustable sport co- conies uh, that were an option then. And can you rebuild um, those? You can. Yeah. You, you can, uh, you can send those conies. I think PSI at, Sonoma will rebuild them, huh. but uh, Coney, I think over the last like four or five years, has been reissuing the old dampers again, but new. Okay. So that's what I have on my, that's part of the upgrade I'm doing on my 911 right now is I got the Coney Classics, but with all the new internals. Mm. Um, uh, and yeah, so you can you can buy them new again, or you can send them to uh, uh, PSI how Performance How compare for that sort of thing? Seems like it'd be a lot to rebuild them. Like the shocks aren't. Yeah, really I think it'll right? be cheaper to buy. Yeah, modern. I think so too. Like, yeah, I looked into them and they're 150 bucks new a piece. Yeah, and, um, you'll I, you'll spend a couple hundred. The thing is that the those old conies and and basically any of these OEM shocks are welded shut, so they have to be cut open, a fitting added, and then you can go through and rebuild everything. Mm. I guess the only advantage there is that you can do a custom, or uncrimped. Like, custom like damping and all yeah, that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Just yep. get the just get the OEM replacement Coney's. Coney makes them again. They're off the shelf. That's yeah. that's the yeah. plan unless uh, we can get Bilstein to hook it up because <laughs> they also offer, you know, an option for this car. Yeah, but oh, if the yeah. car came with Coney's, um, so I ran ran into this on my 911 like the gland nuts are different. It has a different uh, setup, yeah. Yeah, the the interfaces have, you know, like the the mount into the the top of the shock into the mount. So that'll be on the, a different f- diameter. on the front McPherson's, but yeah. on the back, it's like whatever. On the, it doesn't on matter the back, that. usually it's, it's just, just a shock. like bolt up. But That's yeah. the shitty thing about like a McPherson setup. You, it's a strut, so you have to yeah. pull the cartridge out and like all that shit. Yep. Right? So it's a... Uh, yeah, I haven't done that in a long time. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, it, it it's definitely, you know... There are options out there. It looks like um, I don't intend on rebuilding them. You could also I do like don't a rebuild them. Over. Just get replacement conies or yeah. whatever. Or do the Mo30 style fronts. Or well, whatever. you can do like a coilover setup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the car is really fun to drive though. I mean, because it, it right now it does pitch and roll a ton. But there's these cars. I mean, it drives like a 944. You know, I've driven before. They're they're 50-50 weight distribution. They have killer turn in, great steering. The transmission is so fucking good. Like it's. It's like as nice as my NSX. Like it's that like slick and weighted beautifully. And um, this car has ninety thousand miles, and it was owned by an older woman. You know, so she took very good care of it and always took it in for service. Like for if anything went wrong, like basically blank check. She loved this car. Like has the clutch ever been done? No. So that's so that's the first question I had. But you know, this is this could be riding clutch old lady, or this could be driving very gentle old lady, right? And so um, I read. Several people have gone up to 140,000 miles on the original clutch. It depends on how you drive the car. And it's not just the clutch. It's also there's like a, it's a rubber tube pilot bearing or so bushing those, or something those like rubber that. Rubber center, right? Well, the you're talking about the torque tube bearing. Yeah. I mean, 
I've never run into that. I've heard of people running into that, but I think that's pretty high miles that that'll happen. I had a friend, a couple hundred thousand, with a nine forty four turbo that we did, like yeah. big turbo, wide body, all this crazy uh-huh. stuff, and that was one thing that he kept chasing down. So I didn't know if that it was vibrating back. or something. Yeah. See, I've never had a car like that, I've, you know, or driven one, but um, big yeah, power. I think that is like I think that is longer way down the road. That yeah, that and happens. to fix it right, you had to like take it all apart and t- like tear the whole thing. But down the problem with like, the clutch is the original clutch is. So this might have been actually a dress because yours is an S. Mm. So, but the early 944s had rubber center clutches instead of springs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard about this. Which actually they feel really good. Yeah. But they over it was more of a time thing than a miles thing. Right. Or it was kind of both, right? So it but they would deteriorate and the, they would yeah. basically it would eat up that rubber and then it would have all this slop. Slu- Did that happen in the 911s also? I'm not sure. I think there was another probably. car that had the the rubber isolators yeah, instead of the spring. Probably. Yeah, I think I think it, you're, what you're talking about is less about the actual wear on the disc. It's more the uh, the center. No, it's the center. You know how they always have the springs, right? And this yeah. ins- it, instead of that, they yeah, have rubber. It feels really good. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, I, you know, I I've driven it pretty good already, yeah, yeah. and like it has no slip at all, and it, it holds yeah. great. And um, it, the clutch pickup is super nice too. Um, so yeah, it's just a really nice, you know, lower mileage tight car, and I, you know, I was stoked to find it. I wasn't necessarily even looking for this specific car. Like it was just kind of one of these things kind of on my radar, but like Does sunroof uh, work sunroof works. Um, I don't know how to remove it. I'm going to have to have you help me with that. I looked at the manual and I tried it and the position like, one and then yeah. the position one thing is where I fucked up. Yeah. That's what I missed. Uh, but I did. Yeah, I did go through the motions. It has the leather pouch for it or whatever vinyl or whatever it is. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's it's definitely a fun car. I think these are, I mean, finally, obviously now they're definitely kind of a niche car that are starting to become more appreciated and they're more valuable, but it's such a great car for the money. Like they're like, talk about a fucking sports car. Like, you know, people, E30 M3s are like this holy grail. Like I've had them, I've driven them. This car drives as good or better than most, especially an off the shelf stock US spec car. And it's, you know, is a sub ten thousand dollar car any day, you know? So like they have a little bit of, I mean, I I think they do at least. It has a little bit of specialness to it too, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, where you kind of get in, car. you kind of like, dude, this is cool. It's like eighty super Porsche, cool. You know? yeah, it's, yeah, you sit. Yeah. It's a sports car. Yeah, it's you're very thirties a sedan. You're sitting so, on the ground. Uh, you just kind of feel like it's something. Like for sure. Something yeah. To it. I, I, yeah. I, I I've always liked them. I mean, I think you know we. It's the same issues, right? We talk about the clutch thing and and then the timing belt bullshit or whatever. But like. I always preach and we've talked about before is just try to find the car that has had those major services sorted so that you don't have to deal with it. And it's like, I mean, outside of that, like the engine is so silky smooth. Like I know it's got all those weird counterbalance shafts and shit, but when they're working perfectly, it's like, it's a silky smooth little like motor that reminds me of like an S 52. It's like really torquey throughout the entire rev range. It's super linear. It's so big Uh, too. Yeah. And yeah, it's 2.5, right? 2.5. Yeah. So Um, they stole, that was a Mitsubishi design counter you know the, the balance shafts they don't go bad or anything i mean that's just a solid thing but uh yeah mitsubishi because mitsubishi like the uh stereo you were talking about oh, earlier those 2. are 5, those also. are 2.6s sixes oh shit. yeah so yeah. they needed that and even the 4g63 has counterbalance shafts oh really yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um yeah, it robs so. like two horsepower or something oh really? people take them out and yeah like, we never took them out uh, sounds sketchy at work because it was just like it was one of those things that if it was like a time attack engine that we knew we were going to rebuild after every single weekend yeah. 
then we would take it out. But it just, the benefits just didn't, like all of our Cosworth engines yeah. had the, the balance shafts in them and Cause what we, do you, we you, left them there. You're in, you're putting vibrations on every, you know, you're going to rattle everything. The whole time you're just like sketched out. You're yeah. like, when is this going to blow itself apart? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it, it, I, I really am stoked that I got to compare this car with like a almost perfect E3325 IS. Like Kevin at AutoWorks Detailing has this car and you know, he was kind enough to loan it to me for uh, as a loaner while he kept the car there. And uh, this car is super nice. You know, it's high super mileage nice. car, but it's like always been maintained, you know, non-cracked dash, which is crazy. Uh, 325 IS, you know, it's like the model to have outside Alpine of E33. Alpine on black. Alpine on black, no bolster wear. Like it's a, <laughs> like, I don't even know how that, uh, mm. but um, super nice car. And um, and it's it's funny going from, the 924S or a 944 in this case, whatever, uh, to that car where you were talking about the sports car thing. Like driving the E30 feels like driving a truck. You know, like you're sitting super upright, you're looking over the hood and the steering wheel is like tilted forward, right? Which is like classic. It's like, like almost Italian. Yeah, almost Italian-like, right? And it's fun. I mean, I, I like, I love driving E30s. They're, they're super cool to drive. But like driving that and the steering is super slow in, in comparison and like it's just like a totally different thing, you know? And like the... Yeah, the, the 924S has, it's just the most beautiful linear analog steering, like right off center. It's more like a go-kart and you're super slotted in. It's very sports car-like. And uh, one thing that is kind of problematic with this car is that they did not offer a telescoping or tilt wheel. So it's fixed very like almost vertically. Dude, it's like in your lap. Yeah. It's like almost like driving like an old E-type or something mm -hmm. with a smaller wheel. And so, so I find myself like basically super reclined in this like almost like in a different position, you know, yeah. which totally works. I, I can drive fine that way, but it, it, it feels different because it is kind of in your lap. <laughs> That's why you need, I mean, I think it's essential to have like a 350 wheel. So a lot of people do the extender also, which I, have, I think is nice. I have both. Both. That's so key. I have a, I, cause also it's a weird, you kind of reach too far out. Mm. Like the steering wheel is too close to the dash. So you can get like a mod seven. Oh mod. yeah. You can do that too. Like, so you can do a dish. You get a little bit wheel. of a dish and yeah. then, yeah. um, uh, there's a guy on Instagram, I think it's like underscore more Momo or something uh -huh. like that. Um, he always has really cool Momos like that, that come up, but he right recently, he just got a huge stash of eccentric offset mounts oh, for Momo yeah. steering wheel. So oh, you can, cool. it lifts you the can wheel raise up. the steering wheel or lower it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty cool setup. Those are cool. So. But if you do have the extender, I have, I have a two inch extender. Yeah. And I have a 350 wheel and it's nice. I'm, I can get, I don't have any problem and I'm never even yeah. coming close to hitting my legs. I might do like that. that. I so. mean, it's, it's the car it's has power steering, right? Like, yeah. They, they, they all do. Yeah. They except all for do. The 83. Oh, except for 83. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 350 so, would be nice in there. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And in, in, it's not, it's perfectly boosted as is. I mean, the, the stock steering wheel is pretty small. I want to say it's like a 365. What I have on there. It's, it seems pretty small. Maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely I am considering that though, because I'm like right at the cusp of like it being awkward. It's like doable, but like I think it would be way better to like have it where, it, and you know, you keep all that shit and you obviously put it back in when you sell the car. But um, yeah, shocks are number one on the prior, on the list right now. Um, I'm gonna, I'm looking for sway bars. I mean, we talked about this earlier, probably Turbo S 944 sway bars. Yeah, I sah uh, I found, I got mine, mine are uh, MO30 turbo sway bars, which are like 27s. 27 in the front and maybe like 21 in the back or something. So my, mine are, I measured them last night, 21 front, 14 rear. 
and so, that's actually yeah. not that bad. And that's and like it, a bigger stock, setup. They didn't have anything if it yeah. has a, you know you could get them without them, which is crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. But just like they they, it's such a soft, funny car to drive. Like it just like moves around so much. Uh, but I know the shocks are toast. I mean, I, I the right rear is leaking and the left one looks okay, but they're original. I mean, they got to go. Uh, so I definitely want to do that for the rally and, and hopefully get the sway bars on there. It rides real nice. The ride height is beautiful. It's like, it's so dialed like as is like, you know, um, I don't know. There, there aren't any sports springs or anything listed on the um, on the Monroney or on the sticker on the option sticker. I don't know if they all sit like that. I haven't looked at enough pictures, but um, it has very minimal like fender gap in the front and then almost none in the rear. Um, brakes are killer. Like they're just stock brakes are really nice. They have a very nice firm pedal, which is great. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty much ready to go. Like mechanically, I just needed uh, just these little suspension pieces, um, wheels. It's got the stock 15 by six square phone dials and they have tall 195, 65 15s on there. Um, So that doesn't help with the wallowiness and the squishiness. But um, I really want D90s. I'm going to do seven and eights. So the it's a 964 optional, you know, wheel that you can get on uh, in in period. Uh, They're the right offsets, bolt right up. They look killer. And uh, there's in the tires. Um, they're going to be slightly undersized in the, in, in the stock sizing. So, which is good for acceleration. I don't mind because I mean, it's pretty, it's not a very powerful car. What and size they tires killer. are they again right uh, now? 20 right now stock yeah. 195, 65, 15. And the, with the D nineties, it's 205, uh, 55, 16 front. And then 225, you know what I, 50, 16 rear. You know what I would do is leave the phone dials on. Cause they look fucking awesome on that car and run cn 36s 185 70 15s it sounds counterintuitive and put spacers on the on the wheels that's right exactly Mm. and those 185s dude the cn 36s will give you more grip than your 195 65s oh of course they look the they look the part not they're not period correct though dude they kind of are no that's a that's like an early 70s tire this is this is a late 80s car d90s is what i'm going with that's the look I'm going with. So I'm I, I, I'm a I love I, the phone I like, dials. I like the the, the those are phone dope dials. wheels too. That looks good, but so, I just I think the phone dials fit that car so much better. I think those fit it really well because they're flatter, it's, and so the, the it accentuates the flat sides. It looks so like, like an RX seven like that. Um, those wheels, I just got a set, and mm. our friend. Uh, then I love Beirut. the wheels. Good job. <laughs> From Rocket Tiki, yeah. Rocket Tiki yeah, Motorsports. Rocket Tiki. He, I, I reached out to Sharkworks and I'm like, hey, do you guys have any 964 wheels laying around that I can buy off of you? I'm looking for this particular yeah. setup. And he's like, check with Barry's because I think he pulled those exact wheels off. And yeah. I, I shot him a text and I'm buying them off of him. Oh, awesome. Them up tomorrow. That's so cool. Um, so they're, they're the exact wheels I'm looking for. That's awesome. And Best wheels on the 924, right, Ollie? Totally. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> on the 924. Good choice. 924. They look really good. <laughs> um, but so, it is cool. Like, I think the best thing for a narrow body 924, they look kind of wimpy stock. I do like phone dials, but just pushing them out, pushing yeah. whatever wheel so, you put on, just totally. push it all the way out to, yeah. the, to the, as far as you can go, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the best I look. I like it. Yeah. And then even add a little, you know, have a little camber in the back, like sure. a tiny bit. And you if know. you're going to do the shocks, you have a good opportunity to basically take what you have that's on there right now, take the shocks and take the springs out, put it back together, and then just run it through its uh, um, travel. And when you get it in full compression, take a measurement of how much gap you have. And then that's, what's going to set your spacer size. 
So, oh, right, right. For so if you take the spr- out, if you're yeah, taking yeah. changing, it's a little bit more work, but then you know you're not going to be chasing spacers like back right. and forth, rubbing your fenders, so what cutting I, tires. Yeah, all that, that is shit. definitely a good mechanical way to do it. I cheated. I just went to the forums and see what people have already done, <laughs> and uh, like, and I see because there's a lot of tried and true setups out there. Like people have experimented with different sizes and spacers, as you're describing. So I feel you on the phone dials. My original intention was to do the. 15 by six is up front and then do 15 by seven phone dials off of a 944 in the rear. Um, And so they, you can push them out a little bit and you know, it it, kind of gives it a different cause they have more of a lip too. But the more I looked at them, like they're cool, but they kind of are dorky (laughs) on that car. Like they just look kind of scrawny and these look really, I I love the flat disc like look on this car with like, it almost gives it a little bit of like a kind of like an eighties, like almost like a Japanese kind of a look. I guess, yeah. It's squared off on a round car. I, I like those wheels a lot. Yeah, too. I really. And they're nice. I, I just, are your phone dials worth yeah. anything? No, not those. Yeah, they're not forged or anything. So those actually, I'm just gonna you know set them aside. They're gonna go with the car. They're the original wheels, and and they actually um, it sucks. It sucks because the tires are in killer shape, like in terms of tread, and it's a a nice uh, Michelin, but they're dry rotted because they've sat around for so long. They're 12 yeah. years old. Same thing on the 560. I have. Oh, they're really? Good Michelin. You know that. You know they made some D90s that were mag? Yeah. Dude, Those they're, are they're cup wheels. They're expensive. So they were on the 944 cup cars. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, and they're magnesium. They're, they're rad. Yeah, super, they're super, super expensive, cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I saw, I found a set for, like, 5600 bucks or oh, something. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, they're that much now? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're banky, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of the immediate stuff. I definitely want to replace the bumpers. I'll keep the stock bumpers. They'll go with the car, too. But um, just the Euro look is so right for these cars, and it trims because they're so tidy. And that's what yeah. I love about the narrow bodies is that the shape is so cool. And then you have these huge fucking extensions on either end that just totally suck. And so um, I'm on the fence right now. I was, uh, I was talking to Lane about this the other day because the rear you can get a really really nice high quality fiberglass one that doesn't have the center rub strip which i actually prefer because the rear has like the porsche script and then the you know, it's got all these fucking horizontal lines in the rear and then you add that other rubber strip and it just it's too busy and the you get a clean fiberglass bumper paint it black that's good and then just get the euro spec from see bumper. i think you're right on a black car i think that's really good although on my car i don't have that rubber trim strip because I bought the Euro bumper. They're all fiberglass, by the way. Euro bumpers, like real ones. Mine's a real one. And I filled the holes because the rubber trim strip, the screws they go through were all rusted out. So okay. I had to cut it off and just throw it away. And buying that rubber trim strip was like 300 bucks. And I was like, fuck right. that. So I just filled it all. And I was, I wanted to do like a vinyl strip to replicate that. Yeah. And I think on a red car, it's nice to break it up the and actually give right. it the width to kind of simulate it shows how wide the uh, mm. the rear end is by putting that strip mm-hmm. and i think it helps a little bit but yeah. on a black car i agree like why would you want more stuff right it's more like bumps and clat yeah, yeah. it doesn't need it so so i think those are all the immediate things i'm gonna have to do tires i might end up with the tires that lane has the uh exalto ps2s or pe2s or whatever the hell they are because that's those are available in the right sizing otherwise i have to go super aggressive like for these tires i have to go with like r triple eights or you can get dz2s and uh r1rs re1r or um shit re71rs are available too but it's too square i don't like the shape for this car you know it's like too modern looking 
So I don't want to do that. Um, the car is really light. It's nimble. I mean, I, I, I don't want to overtire it either because part of the fun is getting it to slide around and move around. Um, on these tires, they're garbage. I mean, immediately was doing like, you know, like fucking full like opposite lock U-turns in it when I picked it up with, with Matt. And like, it's just like, awesome. it's so fun. <laughs> it weighs a good like 150 pounds less than an I-44, right? The total weight of the car? Yeah. It's right around 2,700. I've got... Oh, I was it 27? Yeah, I found different numbers, like 2,650. I found 2,750. Yeah. I found... And I think it's... It might be because of the bumpers, too. So, like, you get variation on that. Because huh. um, the US spec ones are way heavier. Yeah. Uh, so, that's that. Um, project car update. I was going over the car okay. last night or the night before. Underneath the car, looking at all the different things. Just checking for leaks, checking what's worn, all that. Um, and... I noticed that the 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 uh, brake fluid was a little low. It was like right at the minimum level. So I went to top it up, Motul RBF 600, because that's what I have. <laughs> and um, um, I noticed that it wasn't going in. Like it was just sitting sitting static. Like it would not like you know dribble into the freaking reservoir. And uh, I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I had I had gloves on because the cap was kind of gross. And um, I put my hand in there, and there's a little uh, like a little tiny cup in yeah. there. You know, yeah. and I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. So I pull the cup out with, and I'm wearing uh, your favorite. Um, what kind of gloves? Diamond grips. Da no, the shitty ones that you hate. The oh, uh, black widows, or I don't know. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, so <laughs> natural I, I, probably. I, I pull it out. Immediately slips out of my fingers. Totally full. And it, it fucking ping pongs its way into the engine bay. It hits the steering column, like bounces off like the oil pan and just sp spreads brake fluid everywhere. Perfect. Like, Fuck. And I was so stoked how, how dry the fucking car was. And immediately the first thing I go for is the paint, you know? So I start cleaning up the yeah. paint, grab microfiber, I'm going crazy over the paint. And um, like basically like ended up spending another hour wiping all that shit up. I jacked up the car. I was underneath it. Like doing all this fucking so stuff. I was told once that uh, just regular water neutralizes the brake fluid. Interesting. So if you pour brake fluid on something, just douse it with yeah. water right away. Huh. Clean that's it. Hydroscopic yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's well, that's good to know. Yeah. I actually, um, I think I just ended up wiping it down and getting it all off, but that's good to know. Uh, so yeah, good times. Immediately ruining the fucking engine bay. That was cool. <laughs> uh, but I checked. Yeah, the air. I I I don't have all the receipts. So I was going and checking a bunch of stuff, and I checked, pulled out the air filter. It's brand new. Um, and um, yeah, I guess that's all I got for that. Ali, yes, sir. We don't have a ton of time, but we need to hear about Goodwood, <laughs> uh, McLaren. What else did you do? Uh, Ace, uh, Cafe, Ace Cafe, Caffeine Super, and Machine, Superbike Night, and then Cafe Caffeine and Machine. So, were you solo on this trip, by the way? Uh, I had one coworker with me. Okay, um, it was a pretty cool dude to have with me. He was a former race engineer for uh, Australian V8 Supercar team. So, um, uh, so lots of similar interests. Uh, so I went to England for uh, a few work meetings um, in the automotive industry. So I went up to. Landed in London, headed up to Coventry. I had a meeting with uh, a couple of companies up there. Um, and while I was up there in my, you know, you have like a few like hour blocks here and there and then the evening. So in one of the um, short blocks of time that I had, I, w I ran, I drove up to a place called Retro Power. Um, and they build, they're kind of like, um, I would say almost like, 
a low budget version of Icon, but for like sports cars and stuff like that. So they have built Audi Quattro short wheelbases and these like crazy voxel rally cars. They have this gorgeous Alfa Romeo that they've built. Um, all with like really, really good quality uh, components, great styling. Uh, the latest car that, and they, and they do this really cool YouTube series on every build. So if you just type in retro power um, sports cars on YouTube, they have a whole channel with all these builds. Mm. And the latest oh, one cool. that, that I got into um, was the Gordon Murray Mark I Escort build. So they basically, they told me the story that like, um, one of the, there's two guys that founded that started the shop. And the, one of the guy's wife's called and said, Oh, somebody left a message, um, that they want you to build a car for them. And he's like, Oh, cool. What was, what's their name? And they're like, uh, Gordon Murray or something like that. <laughs> and the guy's like, it can't be the real fucking Gordon Murray. Like, so he calls him back and he's like, I, I can't say, is this the real Gordon Murray? But he, pretty quickly he realized this is probably the real Gordon Murray. <laughs> Gordon Murray comes by and he's like, holy shit, this is the real fucking The guy's Gordon like, Murray. I designed the McLaren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I saw some of your work and I want you to build a Mark I Escort for me. So, and uh, he's like, I saw some of your work and yeah. I don't feel qualified to <laughs> yeah, do that, sir. Yeah. So they're, they're super nervous of showing him the car. But anyways, there's this whole like 12 or 13 part series. Can you imagine it's delivering like, that car seriously, to the guy? so nervous, yeah. But I have to say, their, their work... At, at Retro Power is really freaking good, and so you sent me a link. Of, yeah, yeah. Right? these are the guys. Yeah, and there's yeah. a picture of Gordon Murray with an, a Mark One Escort. I don't know if it was the one that he got already, or he was just so that. I think that picture was when he got it stock. Oh, I see. And now it's like everything, it, and it's so tastefully done, beautifully like. Why'd you executed. say? A, yeah, why did you say budget, budget icon? icon? Uh, because. So the operation is budget. The builds are not like a budget I see, version they're, of their facility. So, so when, I, I've been to Jonathan Ward's shop and it's unbelievable. It's beautiful work, you know, top quality stuff. And he has a system there. He has like he can build in, you know, in small volumes, but in volume, he can build really beautiful, custom, well-executed vehicles. These guys can do like one or two projects at a time. So when I say budget, it's really the operation. It's not mm. so much the vehicles gotcha. themselves. Quick question for you. So I'm curious if, the, if this is, I'm reading too far into this. Why did you choose Icon and not Singer? Because we throw Singer eyes around a lot here, but is there a reason or is it it's, interchangeable? So um, we have friends at Singer, uh, but Singer, doesn't build custom vehicles. They've built one vehicle mm. and they've used some very, very great, they, they do great design, great execution, but they essentially build one vehicle and it's not very custom now that they've productionized it. Most of the work that Singer does is really focused on design and assembly uh, and calibration, of course, at the end of the line. Um, the actual physical build, the engines are built by somebody else. The body work is done mm -hmm. by somebody else. All the carbon work, all of the paint, everything is done out of house. At yeah, they're oh, an assembly really? line, they, they, they but do, they design the they whole thing. They do assembly work. So, oh, I did not know that. so you couldn't send Singer a 
Mercedes 6.9 right, and say, right, do yeah. a singer thing to me. But you could send Jonathan Ward or Retro Power a Mercedes 6.9. And he'll do a and BMW that, 2002. Right. He'll, do he'll do all kinds yeah, of yeah. stuff, right? For sure. So um, they had all kinds of really awesome uh, projects. And, and I don't want to go into too many details because you can find a lot of their stuff online. But super nice guys, really enthusiastic about their work. I told them about Radwood. They're going to try to come out with a couple of cars uh, to Radwood um, at Goodwood. Um, so I did that one day. Um, the next day, uh, we headed, uh, out of town. I went to the Brooklyn's museum. Um, Rad. I got to, uh, they're super casual they're like, you know, we're normally not supposed to go out on the racetrack, but you can just take this path and you can go up onto the race, onto the banking and all this fun stuff. Dude. Brooklyn's museum was really, really cool. First ever purpose-built motorsport like motor circuit it's so cool like that picture you sent like yeah looking at that just giving me like warm fuzzies Dude, for sure it, was, it looks it's amazing like, it's i've been i've driven at high speeds on a lot of these high banking like test circuits and you know it's it's different walking out on this like concrete surface that's like tattered and seeing pictures of like old like silver arrows like four wheels off up on the banking like sure. just it, it's it's nuts yeah. napier railton oh, it's one of my favorites that's the the car that yeah. had the record there it's like this fuck it kind of looks like jay leno's tank car but yeah like, these guys were going you know 200 miles an hour in these things or the, whatever the history it was. there is just it's, is really really amazing and then also all the aircraft stuff that happened there and it's just it's a really awesome spot um from there i headed over and visited uh, a friend of mine um that uh um runs he's a he's a technologist at mclaren um and uh you know there's there's the you don't get to tour this place kind of a tour where it's kind of like if you buy a p1 or something you get to walk around that kind of main hall that we've all seen in pictures um and this was uh, a bit of a behind the scenes thing so um i thought about you a lot brian they they took me into the road car simulator and the formula one simulator um that was just incredible. I've seen the Delara simulator as well, but this was like a whole kind of, it, it was really, really amazing. While I was there, there was a, a formula three, uh, um, driving coach, get it, preparing a simulation for a pro driver to come in and, and run on the uh, F1 simulator. Uh, and then I went into the auto factory and got to see how they assemble all the vehicles, everything from the Senna to the you know, new GT into all of that stuff. Sweet. Um, and, uh, and then the formula one garages, which was really, really cool. Whoa. Dang. Um, <laughs> and, and I would it, imagine nobody gets to do that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. Um, and for me, like the money shot was like three, the three greatest McLaren F ones. And then like XP five, the fifth prototype just kind of chilling on the side but it was the 95 Le Mans winning McLaren F1 the first ever prototype of the McLaren F1 LM road car mm -hmm. and then the infamous long tail Davidoff Golf mm -hmm. McLaren F1 just parked right next to each other just chilling right so that was, was the black Ueno clinic car right yeah that was yeah there. yeah with the rad like rally lights on the front yep. it's yeah just, so it's rad. like the real thing that we've it's yeah, like it was, the last road car to win Le Mans yeah well, by the way that outright. entire race the 95 Le Mans race is on youtube like just free it's well there's so a great cool. documentary about just that car and they have all the pit communication 
communications, the pit stops. Wow. Oh, sick. I didn't it's know about that. It's on YouTube and it's What it's year is that? Like 98? 95. 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really grainy kind of VHS the, Harris, the Harris quality. car ran with it too, right? And it wasn't like Derek Bell driving or something? I think so. Yeah. 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 And his son. So dope. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want to check that out. So from there, I'm going pretty fast through all of this stuff, but from, from there we went all the way south from the Coventry area down to uh, Chichester, which is basically right at the Goodwood uh, circuit. Yeah. Um, and then we woke up early, got to the parking lot at Goodwood at about 7.30, 7.45, and it was already becoming packed. Went into Goodwood, um, and it's just, it's really, really hard to explain. It's kind of like, it's so different from Monterey Historics in that people at Monterey Historics are there to run for points. They're, you know, they're like, if you look at, you know, there it's, it's a historic race series, right? And so you're there to, to compete. Um, the, it was the most significant group of cars that I've seen pretty much ever, but all very casual because everybody's just there to have fun just to run them climbing up the hill just to run well there is a competition but there is a competition so the the top like so the volkswagen idr team um is of course like mega impressive and i have a a contact there and, and um that was like really awesome to see kind of the the inner workings of how that team's running. And then, um, we also saw, I saw the, the same team that was running the Mercedes formula one car oh, it's was there and they recognized me. One of the guys, the, the guy that runs the team was giving, gave me a tour when at Sonoma, he recognized me and he also did the same thing oh, at, cool. at Goodwood. That was super cool. And the cool thing was that they were, ce- among other things, they were celebrating sh- 50 years of Schumacher racing. So, the Sauber C11 was there, like Benetton Formula One cars, all the Ferraris. Like it was just so awesome to see that whole That's like cool. lineage of history. But what's different about Goodwood than anything else was you enjoy your time sitting in the grandstands watching the cars go by. Mm-hmm. Like we, when you go to Laguna or something like that and you see all these amazing historic cars after like one session or maybe one and a half sessions, you're like, okay, let's go walk around here. You're just like, what's next? What's it's next? Always different. It's like MotoGP and then sidecar yeah, and then drift the car, like, dr- like big rig. And then like so drift yeah. cars, then like Ken blocks showing up with like, you know, a guy with a rocket suit, like, and he's doing donuts with the rocket oh, did suit you go guy. See like, that? I was yeah, watching it was that like, live. it was just crazy. So, it was, so it seems like they're really diversifying the whole thing. Cause yeah. like it, you had the hill climb, which was the thing, right? Yep. But now they have a rally cross course, yep. like a full on rally. So they've stage. had a rally stage for a yep. little while, but now recently they added this, uh, what's called the extreme arena, which is just basically like a big kind of Gymkhana style, yeah. like tarmac area. The jet thing was really weird. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they were like, it, it was just, it was just so crazy and they had little like concourses kind of like sp- spread out um it was it was definitely like one day you could see everything but you couldn't soak it in mm. um and we were kind of short on time so we saw everything at, by like noon and then we kind of soaked it in a little bit but we wanted to get into london before the traffic got crazy mm. so we left at about three thirty. we got to london got to our hotel had dinner and then um, I heard about Superbike Night or Bike Night at Ace Cafe, 
And I said, okay, let's go. So we hop in an Uber and go across town to Ace Cafe. And it is a scene that I've never seen before in my life. Yeah, the pictures that you posted were like, it was, you know, with that caption. Yeah. It seemed like it got a little crazy. Like it was so, it was like, imagine like the, the craziest scene that you've seen in like Tokyo Drift. And you're like, this is bullshit. This shit never happens. That plus like crazy, like side, imagine like Oakland Sideshow meets Tokyo Drift. And <laughs> It, it was insane. Like dudes on scooters, like popping wheelies. And then like some kind of like crazy, like, you know, super bike that like, basically it's a MotoGP bike doing like donuts and burning out. And then like every 30 seconds, a mail truck drives through because the mail station's like right at the end of the block. <laughs> and like people are doing the craziest stunts and all of this. And then like across the street, there was this parking lot full of all these cars with like crazy speakers and like 15, like, subwoofers in the back and all this crazy stuff well, it was just probably not, uh, it was, it probably was, good people watching too it was amazing people <laughs> yeah. like the people watching was just that's incredible. so but you went like from one opposite end of the spectrum yeah. to the other that yeah. sounds like a one and done thing though it's yeah crazy. so i will like i'll probably go back again the next time i go to london just to kind of experience it again but like it was definitely like okay after half hour of this it's like Okay, now this is the shit that annoys all it's of us. It's a little hoon again. Yeah, it's, to- it's like, yeah. and then like down the street half a block, there's like a big roundabout and there's like all these dudes in like E30s and E36s doing donuts around the roundabout. And then you go another half a block and it's just cops just chilling on both sides. So they don't care what happens in that they little area. They didn't Keep it care. contained, right? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Keep it contained. That's kind of it was dreamy. It was kind of rad. Like kinda if you're... dreamy, Brian says. <laughs> but like some, super, so some early uh, Subaru like the 2.5 RS that we got here, but there was like the STI version, the WRX. Like there was one that came in like all rallied out with a cage and everything and stopped right in the middle and did this like crazy launch control. Like it was, it was, there was a, it was a really cool scene, like full on scene. Yeah. No one died. Yeah. I didn't see any. I was like, somebody is going to die. Somebody is going to die. But, Please don't be me. Please don't be me. Yeah. And I, and I didn't have the heart to like ask somebody. And everybody was super friendly. Like you're bumping into people. They're like, oh man, I'm so sorry, mate. Like all this stuff. Like nobody I'm had. I'm so sorry, it. mate. And he said, you're all right. I was like, you're all right, mate. You no, said, put another shrimp on the bobby. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the, the guy that was with me was Australian. And I was like, you got to be my translator while we're here. He got so offended. It was hilarious. But anyways, that it was a it was a pretty epic trip. Well, how about you didn't talk about caffeine and machine? That oh yeah, like, I'm that sorry. So, I'm sorry. So that looked like that was my pretty dream. much like place. my highlight, right? Goodwood of, is like crazy bucket list stuff. You but know what you're getting. The with Goodwood. first two nights that we were up in Coventry, somebody told uh, Art, your friend told me, Mike, I think oh, is Matt? his name, Matt. Yeah. He told me go hit up caffeine and machine. And it was about 15 minutes, 20 minutes from our hotel, and I go from our hotel to caffeine and machine. It's these amazing driving roads beautiful smooth roadways nice sweepers nice tight sections and open up to sweepers like like amazing english countryside stuff that you like imagine castles off in the distance and all this stuff and then we get (coughs) excuse me we get to this one kind of opening and it's kind of like almost like coming up on alice's up here on um Mm. off of sky on skyline where it's like this old big house with some outbuildings and you pull up and it's like, as soon as you pull in, there was a 944, there was a 
964 RS. Actually, a 924S. Sorry, a 924 oh, S. Really? Nice. 924S, 964 RS, 993 RS. Then there's like a, a group of Lotus 7s. 993 RS. Of, yeah. A bunch of bikes, like all everything you can imagine, like Rolls Royces, like old cars. And everybody's there to just like hang out and take a break from driving all the roads. <clears throat> they have great like hamburgers and coffee and beers and all of this stuff in this beautiful like green area. So it's so, a restaurant? It's like a restaurant. It's becoming a uh, bed and breakfast also. They're like converting the top couple of floors. Just look it up on Instagram. It's caffeine and machine. <clears throat> I met the owner. He's super nice guy. I love the, there was a sign when you leave. Oh, yeah. The greatest signs. The signage was awesome. Like on the side of one building, he painted, um, Fat wallets don't make you cool. And then under it, it says, but ITBs probably do. That was really cool. Um, and then at the exit, there was a big giant sign that said, just don't. And then you look out of the exit and across the street, there's like the sign in the farm that says, don't be a dick. Meaning like, don't fucking do burnouts out of here. Don't be like a Mustang douchebag yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah. thing. And it, like every cool freaking car that you can like, you know, focus RSs, like early focus RSs, like all these like really awesome cars There's all over the cool place. Stuff. Yeah, the picture. Renault like, Clio oh, V6. Exactly. Like Clio V6. All the shit we didn't get. Jaguar yeah. XKE. Yeah, XKE. There was a, uh, um, what was that? Uh, uh, 250 two stroke. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was cool. Dude, like the lighting looked good. It, yeah. was, it was just amazing. The backdrops, like, it looked good too. It was super lucky that the weather was like epic the entire time I was there. Right. That like mid 70s. It was like, in the one picture you posted there was like a couple sitting on a log and yeah the, like in the in this beautiful field and then there's like these cool like picnic benches in a field yeah. and then the cars were up on these like almost like you know when you go to camping spots and they have the the spaced off Pad. area the pads with the gravel yeah, exactly they had these places all you showed me and it's up on the hill and there are these pads to park your cars but they're like solo pads yeah so if the prime parking right in front of the restaurant was taken the dude had like carved like little secret driveways to go drive up onto the hillside and then he carved out flat spots throughout the hillside so when all the cars are parked so up cool. there it's it's like amazing like perfect photography because it's like a hillside mm. and then like a hidden flat spot where the car just kind of nestles the car itself. sits perfectly flat which yeah, is like perfect so for photos rad. Right? It's so, rad. So, so, rad. so Matt you know, our friend uh, you know, he's actually helping us with some Radwood stuff out there and I originally looked at, at that space for Radwood but it's too small yeah. and, uh, and it's a little bit remote for a thing like and Radwood I also I learned fucking so Farah told me when I was in LA recently that um, the co-founder of Caffeine and Machine has an XJ220 which we've been after oh really and uh, and Matt, our friend out there, didn't mention it, and I'm like, what the oh, hell, dude? Like, that's a I didn't know you had one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, unless Fair's mistaken, but he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he probably. That he has I mean, one. if he has a 993 RS and a 964 RS, he yeah. said actually he wants to. He's trying to get to build a caffeine machine in Oakland. In yes. Oakland, yeah. So if he wants to open it. one in Oakland. It would probably be Matt it. helping him, right? Because he does all the U.S. shit. Like he did a lot of apparel distribution and stuff. Maybe out here. I don't yeah. know. A little, like a little sideshow yard that people can come and. Yeah. Close it down. I think it would yeah. be cool to build something kind of like to counter Alice's a little bit. Because I think Alice's, like, if you could find Alice's but with more land around it. Yeah, you want it a little more space. So well, land's land so like, cheap, too. I, I mean. love the idea of, where, well, like, but this <laughs> concept of, like, being a destination up in the mountains and yeah. like having a better breakfast yeah. so like people can drive up to you. And then you know what would the be other great side. is on the other side of uh, Mount Hamilton. Hamilton. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's cheaper. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. At that crossroads right there. Yeah. Insane. So, I mean, 
look up caffeine machine caffeine and machine on instagram and on on uh on google it's a really really awesome spot I and mean, it's like free plug but like the artwork on the inside is amazing like great diversity of things to see and just walk around and meet people and and oh, i can say it's great everybody i met in england especially around the car stuff super nice like super like friendly and and open like it was it was really really cool mm. Cool. Sounds amazing. Sounds like a blast of a trip, dude. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It it sounds like you dialed it perfectly. Like, yeah, you know, one slot after the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, pictures on, on, you know, you're shouting out the caffeine machine, but just at Racing Ali on your Instagram because it covers this trip. So rad. Yeah, most of the photos that I posted were on my story, and they're kind of gone now. But I'll try to post a few more by the time this podcast airs on my uh on my instagram so you guys can go and kind of see some pictures racing ali racing underscore ali because Shh. racing ali with no underscore is a dormant account and they won't respond oh, to my bastard uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you could also name it wafting ali wafting ali s class that was today uh it's trivia time do you know the trivia song uh i do let's hear it i'm not gonna do it come on <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do it <laughs> Not, not at this time. It's trivia time. Trivia time. Derek Bell, famous race car driver, generally a good guy. How many times has he won Le Mans? Oh, wow. Three times. Art has three as his guess. Is this Price is Right rules? or No, just try to get the actual answer, please. Five. Two. Seven. Lane is the winner. Five. 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 Uh, the Ford Aerostar was followed up by what model? <laughs> That's quite the transition. Stop. <laughs> I'd like the answer, please. <laughs> Windstar. That Windstar. is correct. Yeah. Oh, good call. Jesus. The later facelifted version, which is generally the same van, oh was gosh. called what? I was behind one today. Oh, it was. It changed from <laughs> Windstar. That's right, Lane. <laughs> D90s. <laughs> Dude. It's got, does it have a star in it? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> its sister car was what? Dude, you're... Jesus. you're Mercury. This, it was the Mercury so something. So quick. Was it the Villager? Mercury Villager. No. no? Mercury, Mercury Marauder. Mercury Montego. How um, dare you with the Marauder? <laughs> you know what a Marauder is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, look at these fucking idiots. Stumped <laughs> idiots. Dude. Can you give us what does it start with? F. I don't like this like this like Midwest car knowledge that he's like <laughs> quizzing us on lately. Well, really it's Brian that's letting us all Ford. down. No, you're it helping is. us all by teaching us. Yeah, that's I right. It is right. Brian's freeloader. Bad. Ford freeloader. <laughs> you're actually really close. Freestyle. Free baser. Free. Oh, it is a freestyle, huh? Free star. Free star. What, what the star? hell is that? I don't <laughs> shenanigans. What the hell is that? Ford Windstar. Later, the Ford Freestar and Mercury Monterey. <laughs> what? what? Wow. How long did that That's last for? Like star. a year? 1995 to 2007. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. It's like a there's people driving us the 12 years off and their nobody knew. So they have the Mercury Whatever Monterey. Monterey Monterey and the Mercury Villager. Yeah, that doesn't make time? sense to me. Don't know. I don't remember seeing predecessors Villager. So Mercury Monterey changed. Uh, oh. Villager changed to the Monterey. Oh, yeah. 
Anyways, we should star. take one of those to Monterey Car Week. Oh. Hey. Not a bad way to travel. Uh, I, I know that. Maybe know. does DriveShare have one? <laughs> Go eat. Oh, I'm sure there's staff. <laughs> Luckily, they don't. You have to. You don't have to filter through stuff like that. Exactly. They're only only cool stuff. Although Brian would, might be interested. It's true. Low they, mileage. They different. Nautica. People like me. A Nautica Monterey. Ooh. Oh, dang. LSD. <laughs> LSD. Are you taking LSD? Yeah, only the half hit though, because not just, like you're supposed to. Yeah. Okay, let's leave it at that. All right, guys. Let's podcast. Right, Ali. Ali. Ali, thank you for having thank me. Thank you. And congratulations again on this amazing space. Isn't thanks, it amazing? Thanks for being yeah, yeah. yeah, thanks, Ali. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for helping us out, like decide what we're doing here. If you want to send yeah. us stuff to furnish it with. Mm-hmm. Feel I already did. I gave you guys some BMW stuff. You did? Oh. Where's the hard cut? Remember a long time ago, you gave us that poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flag. Put that up in here. I feel like less is more, though. we got to be restrained. Give us stuff to Hey, thanks for that. I'm not going to. I feel good not putting that up, though. No, no. I did not in terms of the hard thing. What about thing, so you did slippery bring slope. some uh, some stuff here, Ali? Uh, are you leaving this for us? I'm not. I mean, you guys can borrow the uh, Goodwood uh, programs if oh, you want. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that that book right there is yours. The oh, uh, wow. great racing cars um, from uh, Motorsport Magazine. Nice. Oh, is that is that where you just got that minivan? I like Motorsport Magazine. Yeah, yeah. No, you got the other uh, knowledge. <laughs> the when, when you guys are in England. Enjoy all of the really awesome auto magazines that they have. Let, there. Oh, dude, that we don't so have here. Rad. Any quick uh, words to leave us with? Like, if you were to do it over again, would you do anything different? Um, oh, let me throw this out too. When I was I was considering going to England, yeah, and I was looking up uh, rally schools, like a day rally school, because you know here we have Team O'Neill and we have Dirtfish. There, there's like a few more that are just kind of like low budget. Like they just. I didn't know about any of that stuff. No, I didn't know about any of that. Yeah. Where? Over there. In England. Just in England. Oh, there's, yeah. yeah. There's, there's that there's Tuttle one that looks rad. Oh, I uh, I made a quick stop oh. to the real Lanzante. The Lanzante. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. What? What's that? It's this guy that the guy that ran the '95 Formula uh, McLaren F1 Le Mans team. Uh, mm. His son is running this shop now that basically builds mclaren f1 road cars so they convert old race cars oh, to road cars so rad. um there's a picture of a 250 california spider that i sent you guys um was oh, in that, that garage shop. jesus christ all oh, right yeah um, you mentioned that's not really a shop that was like a they, they also have church. that that full one-to-one tamia um uh Baja Volkswagen bug that won the quail a couple of years ago uh, with the giant remote control. They have that there in England now. And it was, it was crazy. It was insane scene. That's crazy. awesome. You mentioned magazines real quick. Did you see, I think it's like road rat or road race or something like that. Ruben oh, always road rat magazine. That's from the UK, right? Yeah. Ruben always yeah. talks about this mag. He's like, Do you that's the one with thing? the, the only one I've seen is the Lewis Hamilton one with his face on it. It's black and white. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. I think, well, it? I think actually, I think Ruben had it oh, at really? his place. Definitely want to yeah. check it out. I mean, that's one that he highly recommends. Uh, Vintage just... Rally Magazine is also a really good one. There's there's a lot of really good stuff. Like classic Rally Magazine or something. Yeah, they still appreciate a good mook over there. You know, the magazine books that are like super thick, beautiful photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like yeah. every niche has... There was one I mean, for uh, classic motorcycle that. mechanics. That's true. That's true. It was I mean. the, That was just what it was called. <laughs> classic Motorcycle Mechanics Magazine. Nice. And you open it, it's like how to do the timing on your like whatever... Vincent. 1935, BSA. whatever. <laughs> Leather-bound magazine. Uh, cool. Well, we'll have to catch up more next time. Yeah. We'll see everyone at Morning Motors, August 4th. 
And that's about it. Later. Bye. It accentuates the flat sides. It looks so like, like an RX-7 just, like that. Um, those wheels, I just got a set. And our friend... Uh, then I love Beirut's the wheels. Good job. <laughs> from... Bur